Today's daf is daf mem. We're holding around eight, nine lines down from the top of mem aleph. We, uh, con- we finished off yesterday discussing that the same way as by Berchas Kahanim, there are three psukim that are made by the Kahanim blessing Klal There is also the equivalent of those three psukim that are made by uh, the Kahal, by the Tzibur, corresponding to the three psukim. And actually, very interesting is that those psukim change if there's multiple duchening each day. There's for Shachris, there's for Musaf, there's by Mincha on a fast day, by Ne'ilah. So they also change the three psukim, but there are three psukim corresponding to the three psukim. And we discussed yesterday when they are made, if it's made by the Shemim before Rosh, is it made by, uh, the, in, in, during the, the gap between uh, each posuk, which in outside of uh, Beis HaMikdash functions like a separate bracha. So there was a question where to exactly say them. So... Uh, but the Gemara brought down that there are those, uh, th- those psukim that need to be said. So now the Gemara actually is going to bring down that it's not so pashit if, in fact, the halacha is that you need to, uh, you need to say these psukim. All right? That nowadays, the custom is not to say them in most uh, congregations. But, uh, and the Gemara discusses that right now. So, Amram Chiyabar Abba, Kola Amran Begvulin, Eina Elatoya. That anyone who says that outside the Beis Mikdash is making a mistake. That these psukim are really a function of the Shema Meforish, which was only said in the Beis Mikdash. And therefore, the, anyone who says these psukim outside the Beis Mikdash is making a mistake. So, Amram Chiyabar Papa, Tayyid, the Mikdash, Nami, Lame, Boy, Lame, Ranura. Papa took up the ante. He said it's a mistake even in the Beis Mikdash, we should not. Not be saying it. Why? Because he says that if the servant is being uh, getting praise from his master, his focus should be on the praise. He shouldn't be focusing on saying other things. And therefore, it is not appropriate even in the base of Megdash to be saying the other psukim. The focus should be completely on the praise and the blessing that he is receiving. So Amr of Achabar Khanina, says, I disagree with you. I say, in fact, the Svara should be that not only should you say them in the Beis Amigdash, you should actually say it outside the Beis Amigdash as well. Why? Because Because what are you doing when you're blessing, uh, they're saying those three psukim? You're actually showing your appreciation by reciprocating, by saying a blessing back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, since when do you have any, uh, an Evet that receives blessing or receives reward from his master that does not show appreciation by expressing his thanks or his appreciation. That's what the psukim, the function of the psukim are. So therefore you should say it outside of the base of Mikdash as well. So we actually have three sheetas over here. One says you do it both inside and outside. One says you don't need the inside, neither outside. And the one was you do it in the base of Mikdash, you don't do it outside the base of Mikdash. Lamaisa, what do we do? So I'm Rabbi Avon, Amina Lahu. I used to say them, says Rabbi Avon. We lived after the Churm base of Mikdash, means he's talking about after the base of Mikdash was destroyed. So he said, I used to say them, but came the Chazina later Rabbi Abba Min Akko. But when I saw Rabbi Abba Min Akko, the Lo Amr Lahu, that he would not say them, so Ananami Lo Amin Lahu. I did not say them either. Now, once we brought down Rabbi Avo and Rabbi, uh, 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 and Rabbi Abba the Minako, we bring down another uh, uh, couple of incidents involving them as well. I'm Rabbi Avo, Amina in Vasna Ana. He says, and uh, initially I thought that I had perfected the Mida of Anivus, of humility. I thought that I'm considered an Anav, I am humble. 
However, when I saw the Rav Abba bin Akko, that when he was giving a shear, so the, 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 the person giving the shear had somebody standing next to him, was known as the Amoro, Maturgamon. It's like a function like a microphone. So that he would give a shear, he would say a pshat, give an interpretation, say it over to the uh, fellow who was functioning as the microphone, and he would say over oh, with a booming voice what the, what, what the Rebbe had said, what the Rashiva had said. And what happened in this case is that, that the Amora gave his own interpretation, meaning that the Rebbe or the Rashiva said one shot, whispered it to the Amora, and the Amora said, you know, I got a better shot. And he said over to the people with a different shot. Now you can imagine, in most scenarios, the response of the Rebbe, the Rosh Hashiva, would not have been too kindly towards the Amora if the Amora decides to give his own pshat and not say over the pshat that was said by the Rebbe. However, so let's see it inside. The Chazina Leila Rebbe Abdam in Akko, Tamar Iuchatayma, he gave one interpretation. Fa'amra Amore and his Meturgamon, Chatayma, gave his own different interpretation. Velokapid and Rebbe Abba did not get upset. So he said, that's true humility, that's true anivas. So I thought, I'm humble when I saw him doing this, so then I, that, that to me, that's the epitome of humility. So therefore, so I said, I'm not really, I've not reached that pinnacle of humility uh, uh, until I can do something like this fellow is doing. So therefore, lava in Vasna Ana. So what in fact was the Anivas of Yavar? Yavar thought initially he is considered to be a humble person or somebody's reached a, the, the, the completed the meter of, uh, uh, of humility. So what was, what would, that he used to do? Someone says, the Amrullah, the Bisu da Amore. Again, uh, the, uh, involving the, the Maturgaman. Maybe there was this, this uh, sometimes there used to be a, um, a, a tension between the Rebbe and the Maturgaman. So this is the wife of the Maturgaman, told the wife of Rebbe Avohu. He said, what did she say to him? So the wife of the Amor of Rabbi Yavoh told the wife of Rabbi Yavoh, You should know, my husband does not really need your husband. My husband could be giving the shear himself. Right? He doesn't need to hear what your husband is saying in order to say over. Uh, uh, and that that he bends over and stands up, right? Like really he's bending over to hear what he has to say and stand up. He doesn't have to really do that. But yeah, he's just showing covered. You see, we're going to see Rabbi Avohu was from the, uh, considered to be a very chosha person in the, in the eyes of the authorities, in the eyes of the Kesar. So he's bending over and giving him covered, but not because he needs him to hear the Dvar Torah to be able to say over. He could say it over himself. So the wife of Rabbi Avoh obviously was not too impressed with this. And Azla the Bisuva Amralei So the wife of Rabbi Avoh went and told Rabbi Avoh, look what the wife of the Amora is saying, a chutzpah. So Amralei, so Rabbi Avoh turned to his wife, he said, my nafkalech mina. He's a uh, mind man afkalach. Why does this bother you? It's not a big deal. I'm sorry, mind afkalach mino. What are you being bothered from this? Between me and the Amora, 
we are, we're, 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 we're in Kad Hashem Shamayim. Hashem's name is being elevated. So that shows his humility, again, because the normal, even though it, it was said to his wife, sometimes that's even worse, but you see that like the sense that the Amor doesn't need you to do it on his own. So, uh, but nevertheless, so Rav Avo thought, I'm considered to be humble, but then he saw in action the way, uh, the, 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 the way uh, what's his name, um, that he kept quiet even though the Amora had said a different interpretation. So he said, that is true, that is true humility. All right. Um, and one brings down another story that shows the greatness of Rabbi Avo. That there was, a, there was an open slot for the Rosh Yeshiva and they voted that he, Rabbi Avo, should become the Rosh Yeshiva. Came in the Chazor of Abed Amin Akko, so he saw of Adam Amin Akko lived in the same area at the time. He had a tremendous amount of debt. There were a lot of creditors trying to get money from him, and he didn't have it. And when they used to make a person in Rosh Hashiva, they used to bestow him with a lot of gifts and a lot of money. So he said, you know what? Uh, that there's somebody who's greater. That uh, you should uh, make Rabbi, uh, uh, you should make Rabbi, uh, Chanina, the Minako, make uh, I'm sorry, Rab Abba, the Minako, make him the Rosh Hashiva, because he felt that he needs the money more, and he'd be able to pay off his. It shows the greatness of him. So when it brings down the following story, Rabbi Yavo, Rabbi Chibar Abba, Iklulahu Asra, Rabbi Yavo and Rabbi Chibar Abba visited a certain city, a certain place, Rabbi Yavo Darash Be'agadeta, and they, uh, I guess they was like split up into two groups. So he said, each one they asked to give a shear. So one, Rabbi Yavo gave the shear in Agadita, in homiletics, right? And Rabbi Chibar Abba, Darish Bishmaito, he gave a shear like in Halacha, like a, like a pilpul shear or a more of an iron shear. So Shavkua Kula Alma, Rabbi Chibar Abba, Vazla Gabed Rabbi Yavo. So everybody left the shear of Chibar Abba and they went to hear the shear of Rabbi Avo. They wanted to hear the Agadata and they didn't want to hear the, the Iyun Shir or the Halacha Shir. So Chalash Daite. So Rabbi uh, so, so, uh, Abba uh, got, got, uh, felt very uh, uh, upset about it because like, you know, he's left with an empty room while everyone went next door to hear the, the other Shir. So Amale, so what Rabbi Avo wanted to make him feel better, so he said to him, he says, Amale, let me come show you what this is compared to. He says, He says, two people come to town to sell wares. One is selling precious jewels and gems, and the other one is selling tchotchkes, pins and needles and little, little tchotchkes. Now, obviously, who's going to get more buyers? The person selling the tchotchkes, the flea market is going to have more people there shopping because it's cheaper. It doesn't mean the wares are better. It's just more affordable. People. So he says the same thing. What you were selling, what your, your share was much higher in value than what I am doing. It's just a reflection of the people. This, you know, it's like this, 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 this is a cheaper product. This is something that's easier for them to understand. So they found me in who they, they jump to, who do they go and buy from? The most, most of you, because they go, to, the people who are selling the tchotchkes they go to, not to the ones, you know, the one who's selling the jewels and the gems, he doesn't have the hamon am, he doesn't have the majority of the people coming to buy from him. 
So, Kol Yoma, the Moran brings down that if every day when the two of them, I guess, left the yeshiva and would go home, Havim Elave Rabchia Bar Abba Lerabi Avahu Adush Pizeh. Bar Abba would first would accompany Rabbi Avahu to where he was lodging, to where he was sleeping. Uh, because again, Rabbi Avo was considered Choshev in the eyes of the authority. So it's showing uh, for, for his position, for his uh, standing to show honor, Shabchir Abu would first, would first drop off Rabbi Avo where he was lodging, and then on his own he would walk to the place where he was sleeping. So that day, Rabbi Avo had seen that Rabbi Avo got, got insulted. So that day he said, You know what? Let me take you first. I will walk this today. Let me drop you off first. He figured I'd assuage his, uh, his, his, his hurt feelings. So, but that day, you love Rabbi Avo, Rabbi Chibar Abba, Rabbi Avo, accompanied Rabbi Chibar Abba, Adush Bizan to his lodging. And Filach, but even so, it did not uh, appease him from, his, uh, from, 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 the, from the, 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 the bad feelings. That he had had. Okay. What it brings down as follows. Right? So we know what do we say when the Shliv Tzibur is saying Mo'idim? Right? There's none called the Mo'idim to Rabbonon. It's called that because it's a conglomerate of many different rabbinical comments as to what you're supposed to say. So it's known as the Modim Durabonon. This is the famous word from the Abarbanel that's, that's brought over. Uh, I'm sorry, the Avudram. The Avudram says over here is that by, we don't find any other part of davening that you're supposed to be that type of response. We say, Amen, but we don't have that you're supposed to actually say something. He says that when you are giving thanks, you have to do it yourself. You can't have somebody do it for you. So Shliat Sibu represents us for all the other brachas, when it comes to the giving thanks, modim, people have to say it themselves. So what exactly do we say? What is the modim derabonon? So mahem omrim, so amrav, amrav, he says that what you should say is the following expression, modim Hashem alokeinu, that we give thanks to Hashem, our God, al shanum, al shanum modim lach. The fact that we're able to give thanks is that we should be thankful that we're able to give thanks. That is what we give thanks. Shmuel Amar Bosar Al that we should add in the clause that the God of all uh, all, all flesh uh, that uh, that we're able to give thanks. So Simon Amar Gracious, the one who created us, the one who created all uh, of existence, everything from Bracious, Al Shanamoidimlach, and the fact that we're able to give thanks. Naradoy Amar Mishmeid of Simoy, Brachas Vahoidois, blessing, Vahoidois. And thanksgiving, Lashimcha Godel to your great name, Al Shechi Sonu, that you have uh, given us life, Akimtonu, and you've given us existence, Al Shanaf and the fact that we're able to give thanks. Ravach Bar Yaakov, Messiah, he would conclude it, so too you should continue to give us life, and give us your favor, and gather us, and you should gather together all of our exiles, once again to the courtyard of your sanctuary, that we shall safeguard your statutes, and that we should be able to fulfill your will, with a complete heart, and the fact that we are able to give thanks. We give thanks and we are able to give thanks. They're all great. And therefore, what should you say? Say them all. All of them should be included 
in the uh, in, in the Moedim. Am Rabbi Yitzchak lo imam te'emas tibur alecho is that a person should have have trepidation of fear for the congregation. I mean, it's like, it means there should be some awe or respect when you get up in front of a congregation. Respect the fact that uh, that you're standing in the presence of the congregation. Where do we see this? So he says you see this on the Berachos Kahanim because. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or at least Chazal, are instructing based on their understanding, which obviously HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows us, is that the Kohanim, when they're giving a blessing, they allow to turn their back to the Aron Kodesh so that they could face the Tzibur. So therefore, you're, the, the aim of the Tzibur, the respect and awe of the congregation, even trumps facing the Shekhinah, so you see the importance of Shah having aim of the Tzibur, having respect for the congregation. The face of the Kohanim is facing the people, even on their backs, the Shekhinah is towards the Shekhinah, because it's the backs of the Arm Kaidish. Rav Nachman he says, you see the same concept from David HaMelech. He says, David David got up when he was trying to solicit funds for building uh, uh, Rashi says they were to listen for the building of the Mishkan. So uh, was, it, was it the Mishkan? Which would, was it? I mean, maybe he wasn't around for the construction right. base of Maybe he was just trying well, to solicit the funds. Maybe he could have been. Maybe Yeah, I'm not, not Shiloh. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? For the temple, maybe so he started with the donations. Okay, but it says by the early fundraising was the fundraising. Right. First, first. Right. David al he got up on his feet. He said, "Listen to me, my brothers, for Ami and my nation. Achai Ami, my my brothers and my nation. So im Achai, my brothers, Lama Ami, then why my nation? If Ami is my nation, then Lama Achai, then why my brothers?" If you listen to do the right thing, I'll deal with you as my brothers. But if not, at the end of the day, I'm your king. And at the end of the day, you are my subject, you're my nation. And I'll make you do it uh, with a stick. But you see that the first way he deals with the community is you are my brothers. Again, that shows the idea that you should have that respect, that awe for the, for the community, even the king. Rabban and Amri, Mehacha, the Rabbanan say you can bring the same idea from the following. It says, the Ain Rishai, Kahanim Rishayim Lalos Besandaleim. You see that before they go up, they had to take off their shoes. They had to take off their sandals. The Chayra, why? He says, because the Chayra, they used to wear robes, and the robes used to go down to the ground. But when you raise your hands, what's going to happen? Then your shoes are going to be revealed, and it would be disrespectful to have your sandals. Yeah. Somehow there's like this Indian of having sandals in, in like in, in, in Muslim country like the worst thing you could do is like throw your uh, sandal your shoe. That's considered bush. what's that? Bush. Right. Only rocky, uh, so that's yeah. like that's considered to be the worst like the worst thing. So to have your sandals exposed to the tzibur is a chose. That's why you have to take them off. So when you raise your hands, that your sandals should not be exposed to the tzibur. All right. The ain akhanim rishayim lalos besandalein leduchen. This is one of the nine takonas of Yochum and Zaka established that you have to take his kerns, he has to take his shoes. Tayson points out, he says, you see that you're allowed to wear it to shul. Now we know, for example, the Muslims, you have to take their shoes off before they go in. When we go to the Azar, the Beis Amikdash, you're supposed to take your shoes off. Tayson brings down, you see, from here, we don't have that when you go into a regular shul. Because only the Kahanim might have to take off their shoes when they do them, but otherwise, you're allowed to keep your shoes on. So my timer, what's the reason? Love is the Namashim Kavar Tzibur, for the honor of the Tzibur. 
So Amr Rashi says that's not the reason. Yeah, it's true that you have to take off their shoes, but the reason to take off their shoes is not because of honor for the tzibur, it's a different reason. He says, look, he says, Amr Rashi, look, the problem is, we're afraid that what happens is that a person will want to go up to the Duchen and he'll notice that one of his straps have broken or come loose. And he'll be embarrassed to go up and Duchen because everyone will see that he's wearing a broken shoe or a broken sandal. And what happens if he doesn't go up? Not good for then people are going to say that he's a Ben Grusha Ben Chalutza. That's the reason. This seems to be like a really a way out reason over there. Maybe it was a common problem that people have broken straps and embarrassed. Whatever, but that's the reason. He says, Vahadr He's going to go and try and fix it, and he's going to end up missing going up for the Duchen. Ben Ben and people are going to Ben Ben And that is the reason. Right? I always remember that the reason being is we want him to touch. He might reach down and touch, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's not the reason reasons that the, the Gemara brings down over here. Okay, let's go on. So we said that in the Beis HaMikdosh, they did the three brachas as one, right? They didn't answer Amen after the first bracha, Amen, like we do it outside the Beis HaMikdosh, right? Now the Gemara is going to discuss why. So when it says, uh, why some people do they go to that extent that it's all one bracha as opposed to outside the base of Migdash, which is three. Because in the base of Migdash, they did not answer Amen. There was no Amen in the base of Migdash. We're going to see in a moment that in the base of Migdash, the way they actually formulated the bracha was different, that the brachas, in, like uh, Foshman Esra even, was different, and also the response was different. <coughs> right? We said, like we say in the base of Migdash, outside, we say, Bracha Tashem Chaynen Hadas. In the base of Megdash, they said, Hashem in Alright, Baruch and Hadas. That's how they added. And in the base of Megdash, they never said Amen, they said, Baruch Shem Kavoid Malchusoi Le'Oilam Vo'en. Right? So Taisus asked a question over here. He says, even though it's true they didn't say Amen, but they told, we're going to see, they don't say Baruch Shem So therefore, so why should they make it one bracha and not make it three? It means in base of Megdash, out of the base of Megdash, we stop three pauses. You stop to say the Amen. You stop to say the Amen. You stop to say the Amen. Basically, they never said Amen. So they said, but yeah, they didn't say Amen, but they had a different response. So they should stop to say Baruch Shem Kavod. So Taifa suggests that maybe the Baruch Shem Kavod Vayed is not a response to the end of the bracha. That's a response to the Shem Amaforis. Like we say Baruch Uvaruch Shemo when you hear Shem's name. So the Baruch Shem Kavod Vayed is not because you completed the bracha and now you're saying an Amen. No, they didn't do that. They reason why they said was there as a response to hearing what? The name of Hashem. And therefore it still is all dealt as one long bracha. It's not dealt as three separate uh, seven brachas. That's what Tazah discusses. He says, why did they not make it into three brachas? He says, ain't because there was no Amen in the base of Migdash. How do we know we don't say Amen in Migdash? This is an abbreviation of the word in brachas uh, and in Tainis. It says like this, when you get up and make the blessing to Hashem your God, it should be that it should be, like we said, not Baruch Atah Hashem Chonin Adas, but Baruch Hashem Mina Olam Vada Olam Baruch Chonin Adas. That's in the beginning of the bracha. Now, the end of the bracha, really, is what we're interested in over here, is that uh, that also we didn't say Amen. Instead of saying Amen, the end of the bracha continues, is like this, uh, uh, Vayivarchu Hashem Sham, 
So Baruch Shem Kavod, that's the Baruch Shem Kavod Machusoy, that they would say instead of the Amen. And every time there's a Brocha, there is a praise, right? That's the next part of the puzzle. Is it What is it? And they will bless. Your uh, honorable name, Umaromamnet, that is exalted, I'll call Brachva Tehila for each blessing and each praise. I'll call Brachva, which means on each Brachva, Tehilo Tehila, you should give a praise. And Tezu says that's not because of the completion of the Brachva, but it's because of the Shema Mephorish that was mentioned in the Brachva. Okay, let's go. Zahar Daily Mishnah. We said that Birchas Kayen Godol. Used also the, the bracha that the Kohen Gadol used to do was also discussed that it had to be Lashon HaKadosh. There was eight, the eight brachas that he gave after concluding the Avodah in, on the Yom Kippur. So let's now we're going to discuss. So how did they do that? So Moses says like this. So what happened with, was after doing the Avodah, the, he, he took out a Sefer Torah and he laying Tzukim that were pertinent to the Sefer Torah. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to see. Some of them were did from the, from the actual Ksav, from the Klav. Some of them were done bal peh, and then he made uh, like the brachas, almost like, like when you do the haftorah, there's a sequence of brachas at the end. This is somewhat reflective of, of that. Now, why was some of the some of the kriyas Torah did he do directly from the klav, from the, from the, from the ksav, and some was bal peh? Because that which was closed, when you opened up achre mos, right, we just had it last, uh, two weeks ago, achre mos deals with the avod of Yom Kippur he read, and Emor, which was last week's parsha, they're close to each other, so they could roll while the Maturgaman is translating without having to create a Tircha de Tziburo, like the Gemara says in Megillah. However, the last place he read was from Parsha's, uh, was from, from, uh, where was it, from, 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 um, from, from Bamidbar, and yes. therefore, maybe was, and that would be too far to roll. So that part he said Baal Pet. So what is it like this? So Baruch was going to So so Chazan Aknesses. So the, first the 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 Shamas, the Shamas of the Shul, the one who's responsible for taking care of all the needs of the Shul. No, it will save the Torah. He'll pick up the save the Torah. No, it's no the Rosh Aknesses. He'll give it to the president of the Shul. Rosh Aknesses and the president of the Shul. No, it's no the Skanak. Gave it to the the assistant Kohen Gadol. The Skan and the assistant Kohen Gadol. No, it's not Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol Oimed would stand up. Um, and receive the Torah, the Korah, and he would read from it. Achare most, he would read the Psukim of Achare most, and Achba Asar, and he would also read Achba Asar, which is an Emor. Then he would roll it closed, as goes the Torah, and he would leave it on his lap. The Omer, yes, sir, and Masha Karisi announced that more than I have just read, Kazakhan is written in the Torah concerning Yom Kippur, and he would add Basar, he would read from the Midbar, the Psukim of Basar, Lachedish, the Tentaman, Kura Al Peh, but that he would do Al Peh because, again, it was too far away to roll to get to, that was done Al Peh. And then he would read eight Brochus after the, 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 the having completed. The Alla uh, Taira, he would do well, the first bracha was Alla Taira. Now Rashi goes through what are these eight brachas. So Alla Taira is the concluding bracha that we do after you, Shana Salana Taira's Emes. So that was bracha number one. Al Ha'avaida. So Rashi says, what's Al Ha'avaida? So he says, that is Ritzay. Right? Is Ritzay. Okay, he would say the bracha of Ritzay. Right, which is the rough of service. Allah which is Moidim. 
Al mechila sa'avoin, that actually is what we say on Yom Kippur, Atta Bechartanu, which we feel, that's the middle brach, remember, you had three in the beginning, three in the end, and the one in the middle, which is Atta Bechartanu, which concludes with, uh, what does it conclude? It concludes, Shechaisim melech moichel v'selech l'mesein l'amnes am Yisrael, right, melech kavarish right, to the Yom Kippurim, that's mechila sa'avoin. Al hamigdash is Ba'abam Al Hamigdash Bechoisim Baruch Hashem Bachar Bamigdash Al Yisroel is Ba'al Al Yisroel Bechoisim Baruch Habechar Ba'amo Yisroel Al Kehanim that is and and Al Yerushalayim that's also uh, uh, that's a separate bracha made for Al Kehanim Al Yerushalayim and then with Ashar Tfila and the rest of it is Tfila which the Gemara is going to talk about what exactly is that Shar Tfila referring to. But anyway, the Gemara says like this, very interesting. There is a machlokus in, 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 uh, in, in uh, Meseches uh, Yuma. Are you allowed to show covered to a person that is less than you in the presence of someone that is greater than you? Right? So can the ninth grader show covered to the eighth grader in the presence of the 12th grader. Let me know again, it's just a good example. So it says over here, you see that you could, because you see that the order is that the shamas is first giving it to the president, the president then gives it to the skan, and the skan then gives it to the kongodal, which means the ones below them are showing COVID to the one above them, even though it's in the presence of the most chashav out of all of them is the kongodal. So let's see, let's see. So Shema Mino, can we not bring a proof on this that Chol can cover the Talmud that you can give covet to a Talmud even if the Talmud's Rebbe is there. So Amr Abayu, Kulam Isham Kodah to Kohen Gadol, like Yair said, is that no, this is all not for the covet of the one above them, but this all shows real covet for the final one. The fact that you're going from one to other until it finally gets to him is just that process actually is done for the covet, not of the one above them, but for the ultimate one above them, for, for the Kohen Gadol, that is what it's showing. Now, the Gemara asks the following question, which is a very difficult question. We know that in the Azara, you're not allowed to sit. The only one that's allowed to sit in the Azara is who? The king, if he was from Malchus, David Amel. So how does it say the Kohen Gadol stood up to receive the Torah and then opened it up in lane? With her, we're dealing in the Azara. If it's in the Azara, how is he sitting to begin with? I mean, he stood up to Mechabal the Torah. How is he sitting? Right? That's, that's the Mishnah. So now, that implies that he was sitting. The master not saying, you're not allowed to be sitting in the Azara. The only one that's allowed to be sitting there, if you're from the Machos of Beis David. So says, by David Hashem. He sat in the Azara before Hashem. He said, I don't know who am I. But anyway, the point is that's the only resource that's been given. Because says that a similar question was asked in another context, and Abchista answered is that when it talks over here that the Kohen Gadol would lane in the Azara, we're not talking about the Ezra Yisrael. Stop, the Ezra Yisrael had the Kedusha of Machan Eshechina, and you weren't allowed to sit. The Ezra Nashim was before the Ezra Yisrael, and the Ezra Nashim only had the Kedusha's Harabayis. It did not have the Kedusha of the Shechina. And therefore, the laning took place in the Ezra's Nashim. It did not take place in the Ezra Yisrael, which is therefore explains why it's allowed to sit. So more says like this. 
So Kerav Chisda Ve'ezus Noshim. So Nachanam is also Ve'ezus Noshim. Meisivay. The Gemara has another question. Ve'hechan Kerem Bar. The Gemara over here deals with where is this Kriyas Torah taking place? So according to one opinion, he said Ba'azara. The Chacham say it took place in the Azara. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yaakov Omer Baharabais. He said it took place in Harabais. Shenir Ba'ikrabol Ifnei Arachov. That he read from it in front of the open area. Shal Ifnei Sharamayim. That it was open in the front of the, the gate of water. So anyway, the point is though, according to the Chachamim, though they say where it's taking place. In the Azara, it says in the Azara, the more assumes it means Ezra Yisrael. On that, the more answers, Amram Chista, the Azara that it's referencing is not the Ezra Yisrael, it's referring to the Ezra's. <laughs>